my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, everyone. I'm Rachel Zoe. And I'm Roger Berman. And you're listening to Works, works for us. us, where we talk to people about what works for them in their relationships and, of course, what doesn't. Okay, so we've done an episode or two about raising boys and all of the specifics about being a boy mom, but we actually haven't addressed all the incredible parents out there who are raising insanely extraordinary girls as well. Um, today's guests, Sean and Serena Levy, have the joy of raising four phenomenal young women. I can say that firsthand, and they're the most pure-hearted, family-first people you actually could ever no, and we're lucky enough to actually know them very well. As I'm sure our listeners know, Sean Levy is a highly sought-after producer and director of hit films and TV series like Free Guy woo woo, with Ryan Reynolds. Sorry, it's amazing. Um, the Night at the Museum franchise, This Is Where I Leave You, and of course, Stranger Things, if you've ever heard of it. Serena Levy, his absolutely stunning, extraordinary, insanely amazing wife, has practiced as an early childhood development specialist, which, of course, makes sense, working individually with young children and families, both privately and at Cedar sinai Medical Center, Early Childhood Center. She has also served as an individual couples and families counselor, both privately and at Southern California Counseling Center. I like to refer to Serena as the CEO of the Levy family, which is actually kind of the biggest job. <laughs> I'm going to order the business cards as if people still used business cards. Yes. I'm going to order them right when we're done. I actually, when I first met Serena, I actually like, as I got to know her, I was sort of like, that should be your overriding title, like CEO of this amazing family. And like, I kept meeting daughter after daughter after daughter. I wasn't sure where it was going to end. And I was sort of like, how on earth do you raise such extraordinary women, girls, children, in this town 
that are the most kind, humble, smart. I think they're just like special girls. They and are. I think, you know, our listeners don't really understand what we're talking about, but there's a certain uh, person, you know, child that sort of engages with you, yeah. that has good heart and just sort of with it and with this world as opposed to in their own world of narcissism, if you will. And I think what Sean and Serena have done in really impressive job is creating um like daughters out of of this earth i don't i don't know how else to explain it (laughs) yeah but they're present yeah here yeah and and all different and unique that's that's the crazy thing um first of all thank Thank you you. roger because that's biggest compliment and it might be our biggest pride like we're (laughs) happy with the life that we built and you know the career and the marriage and all that but the daughters and the quality of people they are and the sisters that they are to each mm-hmm. other. For sure. Rachel, you know, that's a resonant yes. idea for you personally. It's our greatest pride. Yep. So thank you. It's nice to have that reflected back. I actually, funny enough, didn't know until recently that Serena actually was like early childhood therapist. Cause that, maybe that's why Serena and I connected so well. Cause that was actually my dream job. Ultimately I didn't want to go to more school when I graduated college and I didn't want to have to ever study for a test again. So I quickly shifted my career path. Um, (laughs) To one that requires no education. Well, different kind of education. I call it street, street experience. (laughs) And one might argue by the way, that I use my psychology uh, uh, training, but I do want to go back to the beginning because we of course have the great fortune of knowing Sean and Serena very well over the last um, years, but we do like to share with our listeners a little bit how it started. Um, I do want to ask how it started for you guys, but I also want to mention, I don't even know if Roger remembers this, but we all do. Oh yes. How we, how actually we met. met. Maybe we should give a story of how we met them first before they, well, that, that's they where met I'm each going other with this, honey. That's where I was going with okay, it. Okay. Do you want to set it up? All right, guys. So true story. A few Halloweens ago, I'm going to say maybe five years ago. Maybe more, but probably five, probably six about years five, ago. six years ago. Um, we were at a mutual friend's Halloween party who does an amazing, like all, uh, amazing, like annual Halloween party. Roger and I did a very last minute costume, like we always do. Kind of figured out the morning of, and we ended up feeling like you know we were looking the part, and we decided to play Andy Warhol and uh, Edie Sedgwick. And we walk into our friend's party, and literally, like within five minutes, we're like, bam! There's another like amazing. Edie Sedgwick and Andy Warhol. And um, and then we decided we like instantly had to go to the photo booth and take a picture, <laughs> that's I think. Exactly right. And we all got, like, we got like the. LA style. We're like, oh my God, it didn't exist until t- we got to take a picture of it or we're obviously going to forget this moment. <laughs> yep, it's true. And then we got to talking as we were waiting to take a group selfie. And, um, and then afterwards, we just continued to talk throughout that night as we all continued to over drink a lot. And then. And then I remember that night asking our friend, like, who are these people? I I know really it's weird. Like We've never them. seen you before. It's like you just sort of whisked into our As LA Edie life. And Andy. <laughs> but can I ask you a question? Do you always know these this group of people or like some of them? You know what I'm trying to say? Because it just seems like yeah. We've been it's, going to that party for like 15 years and, you know, I, you just kind of appeared as like the beautiful people you are. And then we fell for you guys. Yeah. But Have I you been like- doing that all over the country? <laughs> we just change cities, yeah. so we never get I'm boring. Pretty and- sure that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah. So that was our that was the year we kicked off LA. Excellent. No, we decide, we well, they did move to New York, so this story's yeah. not that far reaching. <laughs> but no, I don't know that we'd been to that particular party. We had lived in LA for fifteen plus right. years, 
And I know we've got a few mutual friends, mm-hmm. uh, but we've never been to that party. And I never have any say so with costumes. But Serena basically presented the looks. Me and too. This is what I'm doing. Me too. And I, you know, I mean, we can cut to the theme of the episode, which is I do what she tells me. Right. This is this is. Oh, how hold on. That's how it works for us. Is the same way it works for you. That's so funny because I have my own title. It's called Chief Transportation Officer. <laughs> So that's what I'm calling the CTO here. Professional pack meal. Um, yeah. So uh, my role is to listen to Rachel, uh, move things, and stay out of the way. Take garbage out. Yeah. Oh, I take garbage out. I, I'm sure I would add to that um, stress over overpacking, fret over getting to airports too late. We're all the same, Roger. Oh, Every my, I was just met. saying to Rachel, please, do you have to bring that much? Rachel's the only person. She literally emails the airlines before to make sure that their baggage thing is like, why is it? She literally starts arguing with the airlines. I like she wants sure to take more bags. Ba- I wasn't sure what I'm like, I'm like, sweetheart, stop just take less morning serena says babe can you get some suitcases out of the storage room and i'm thinking please let it be one or two please let it be (laughs) me too six or seven suitcases i'm like no cut me on my knees sweating like a pig while i repack because some of them are overweight oh my god I, but Sean, you guys have the happiest marriage. Sean, have so you ever been on your working, Sean? Have you, you ever been on your hands and knees at an airport <laughs> reallocating luggage? Yes. yes, Roger. Oh my God, it's the most embarrassing moment of my life, and it happens all the time. If you remove denim, guys, you lose a few pounds per item. Okay, sorry. Pay for an overweight suitcase than to have to unpack in public. Thank you. I agree. Oh, no, 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 no. They wouldn't take it because it was too much weight. Like the union, (laughs) union rules, arbitration setting, like eh, eh, we can't take that. It's like that's a tough one when when you can't solve it by either repacking or spending for the extra tonnage. I had to do both. I had to do both. Oh, no, actually. I got the suitcase at the um, at the little suitcase. at the Hudson News. <laughs> Hudson <laughs> News sells duffel bags for this very reason. I spent like fifty seven dollars on the shittiest duffel bag of all time. Oh, that's hilarious. Roger, yes, we beat you. Four girls and me. Five. I cannot, you, Sean. I do not know how you live. I do not know how you survive, Sean. I do not Sean, know. When we first met, what was one of the first questions that I asked you? Do you remember? Like we were having our own like conversation. I said. So, are you the most patient person ever? Because I'm a girl of a of girl dad, like my sister and I. So my dad just by like raising us in my eyes is the most patient human being in the world. Because my mother is me on steroids. So it's like me, my sister, my mom, and then there's my dad. And my dad was just always by the door. Just waiting. Just waiting. Oh, I wish I had that. I wish I had that serenity. But in our marriage, that goes is appropriately named because she is the patient one. She is kind of a steady, solid human. I'm a little Serene. bit more chaotic, uh. more impatient, but I am servile, and I think that's the most important trait in my household. I get to go to work and feel somewhat empowered in the world. I know. Doesn't it suck coming home every night and getting emasculated? It's like such an up and down. Down. It's like highs and lows, peaks and valleys. I hear you, Sean. Roger, I just don't fight it anymore. I literally, and that I think is its own uh, recipe. Me neither. Yeah, you but Sean, those girls worship you. 
That is true. That is the reward. So here's my thing, because like I said, I think being a daughter, there's like this place that we hold our dads that is like this. We fight with our moms because we can and we need to, but we can't breathe without them. Um, But our dads, at least in, in my life and many girlfriends that I have, there's this very special place that dads sit that like is the, you know, the dad place. And I think like, so I think with your gift of patience and having four magical children that are all uniquely different, which I would like to say. And the thing that I also asked you guys when we first met is, and I, I would love to hear about how do you raise four magical children like this that are Rach, grateful and humble in Los Rach, Angeles. I'm going to have to interrupt here. Before we talk about their four magical women. Oh, do we have to talk about how they met? I would, well, we talked about how we met them, but I think I'm curious to know how you guys met. Oh, forgot about the beginning. Sorry. You want to yeah. I'll, I'll, set it up? I will tee it up. And Sean- Ooh, this <laughs> is going to be juicy. I could tell Sean was way out of his league in, in seconds. That's what, that's where this story's going. I could tell in seconds. Go on, Serena. Proceed. I don't. I won't. I won't say the year because that might date us. But I will say our age. Right? That doesn't date us. No. Yeah, we are like twenty. Twenty three and yeah. twenty four. Mm-hmm. And I, I had, I had, um, I was in L.A. but moving back to New York. I was on my way to go backpacking through Europe first. Course, obviously. A three-year-old girl would do and then end up back in New York. Um, and a, a girlfriend of mine, Heidi Brooks, said, oh, I have a client. He's an acting client who um, he's just finishing grad school and directing and he needs someone to produce his short film. <clears throat> I think you guys should meet. And... He's really cute. He looks like, now I'm going to date myself, Joey Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> yes! Totally. The Jewish Joey Lawrence. I had no idea that behind my back, I am described as the Jewish Joey Lawrence. Or the which, peanut. Or the peanut. Well, that's peanut. Rachel. That's our special I, something. Sorry. That, that's that, that, we well, can talk not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thank you, because I'm on a podcast. Thank you, Rob. It's all right. <laughs> Only four people listen to this thing, so you're safe. Not true. Easy. Uh, we meet at a restaurant that doesn't exist, I don't think, anymore in LA called Farfalla. Oh, and I remember. Is, I'm about to make my thesis movie at USC Film School. And I meet Serena, and in the walk from the Mater D to the table, I was really smitten. I just thought, I love everything about this girl's look, her vibe. She was cool. She was a thousand times more calm and kind of poised than me. And we sit down and I start pitching the movie. And as anyone who has ever pitched or knows that is, you're describing the movie and you're selling the movie. And maybe like seven minutes into my pitch, I kind of without segue say, and then this happens and then the train comes and is this going to be a problem? (laughs) No transition. Silence. Serena, cool Serena goes, I'm sorry, what? I go this, this obvious chemistry. Is that going to be a problem if we work together? And now bear in mind, I'm not like, I'm an extrovert, but I'm not ballsy with women. I never really have been. Well, that's why I I thought this was going to be a big foul, but I'm wrong. Wow, Sean. So I go, is this going to be a problem? And Serena, poised as always said, 
there's definitely something going on here, but I think we can handle it. Ooh. And, Sean. and back to the pitch, we shook hands at her Acura Integra goodnight. <laughs> she went on her way, and that was the beginning of us. Wow. Stop. And- so wait, was there like a follow, like date the night? Like, were you like at that point, tell me what happened. A few days later, I call Serena and I say, so can you produce my student film? And she said, no, I'm leaving LA. Um, I'm backpacking to Europe. It was nice meeting you. Oh, I'm right. So I hang up. I make that sound, Roger. And then in three seconds later, I thought, well, wait, now that we're not going to be making this movie together, it would be okay to ask her out on a date. So I called her back and we went on a date. And by the time that dinner was done, we both felt like, oh, this is where we belong. Wow. how it happened that's, that's how it, it. happened that, by the way and you've been together i don't want to date you but as long no, as, no, as long as us yeah. i think yes. in the 30 year range i was gonna say we're like 28 years together yeah. and married for 26 yeah. and the great irony is it took us 28 years but finally this summer we did the thing that serena wanted to do on our first date which is to move back to the east coast wow and this life so we have now done that and such chills. Um, and it's everything that we had hoped it would be. Oh my God. I'm so happy. I'm so happy because, you know, it's funny, Sean, I always thought you wanted to go back, weirdly. I mean, you're not, you're from Canada, but I feel like for some reason I always felt like, maybe because you're always on East Coast, like shooting and stuff, in my mind I was like, they just want to be there. And I think part of the reason Serena and I connected so well is because I think we are a bit different than a lot of people that we know here for better for worse the same it's just i think we connected on that level there's a big part of us that is east coast even though we're living here and i think obviously we know what we're referring to in that way but i think that um you know watching you guys on the east coast over the last few summers it just it's like there was no transition it was sort of like this what this is home this is where you've always been it's where you're meant to be it's weird and and but the shocking thing for me is like how much the girls love it and how much they love this change because that's as you know with teens and but a friend of mine and tell me if you agree with this because you would know this a friend of mine who has five children I remember when we were actually moving to a different part of LA and moving schools and everything like that. And my friend said, well, how are the boys handling it? I said, they're not stressed about it. They actually like are excited. They're, they're down. They kind of think if we think this is the right thing, then, you know, there, there's no anxiety about it. And they said, well, she said, well, that means you're parenting right. And I said, what do you mean? She said, the thing is, you're doing something right when your kids kind of know that whatever decision you're making for them is the right one. They're not questioning it. They're not anxious. They're not in tears. They're not scared. They kind of feel safe because they're with you and they know that you have their backs, if that makes sense. Do you agree with that? I do. And in fact, we almost did this move seven years ago. And our teenagers then, because we have four daughters, the older two were teens, and they pushed back hard on it. Right. And we waffled and we anguished and we ultimately caved. Right. Mm-hmm. Of course. The upset of our kids. Of course. And we so having learned that, and Serena had regretted it for years. Yep. So when we decided this was happening, I thought I think what we both kind of sensed was we need to be leaders yep. and our certainty, yep. they'll ride the wave of our certainty. It's That's true. Parent, it like is. Some, we just need to believe that someone does know better. And even if we as parents don't always feel like we do, yep. it's so important that our kids feel that we do. Yep. And so 
time, we kind of led with that decisiveness and led with that certainty. And I think it gave them confidence that it might be hard, but it would work out. Yeah. And for us, it was an easy decision because you asked like, well, what's the, there's no one secret, but for us, our elder two girls are in college and post-college. Part of our kind of, the way it works for us is we like to stay together. Yeah. Yep. We like to travel in a pack, yep. live in a pack, yep. be a pack. And uh, having two of our four girls across the country from us, across from their sisters, that did not feel good. And it feels really good that we're once again all together. Amazing. It's Honestly, it is the absolute, it's the dream. And I think, you know, there aren't a ton of families that like Raj and I look at and we're like, God, there's such a good family. Like they're such good parents. The kids are so great. And, you know, and so with you guys, it was obviously something that really attracted us to you. And I think obviously knowing you both as well as we do, I think Serena, you have like this uh, gift of like calm that is amazing. And then you let me in on this secret this past summer, which was that you're a Woodstock baby. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I said, oh, my God, that makes so much sense. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. And, yeah. your, and your parents, which parent is a, a, a psychiatrist or psychologist? Um, Counselor. Mom, mom works with little babies, actually. And what is it your dad in this, too, or something? I, I feel like her, husband, her husband's a psychologist. Right. So I was yeah. taught. OK, understood, understood. And it also yeah. is, guys, is Serena was raised by hippies. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, I was by much more kind of. Well, I was raised by the opposite. I like was neurotic Jews. You were raised by neurotic Jews, obviously. <laughs> right. And obviously everything about me just it oozes yeah, that. A hundred percent. Right, so glad you're feeling me, Ross. No problem. You look look at me. I mean, I'm I'm a freaking dream. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. Grew up like without shoes in the woods with parents who were either high, right, or just experiencing life. And yeah. so Serena has always had that. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. She has that. She's less tightly wound, and she's got more of that hippie experience life, whatever it is it's going to be, and we'll we'll live through it, and we'll experience it, and find joy in it. And she got the good stuff from that upbringing, I think. But I also always wanted a real traditional family. Right. Like I wish I was a part of one. Right. Right. It's always you want what you don't have, of course. As a stylist, I can tell you that I'm always a little suspicious of any one-size-fits-all pieces. Because the thing is, that can't possibly be true. And you know what? I feel the same way about hair care. We all have different hair with totally different needs. And a product that works wonders for curls might make straight hair limp and oily. Therefore, it's hugely important to find the products that fit you. My hair is so important to me, as most of you know. And I need products that allow me to keep it healthy, long, and full while not adding any buildup. Thanks to my personalized pros routine, I can honestly say I've never been more in love with my hair. First, pros starts by asking about you as a person with their in-depth consultation. Pros ask me really unexpected things like, what ingredient preferences I had, such as vegan or silicone-free, and what kinds of scents I liked. 
I chose the Oasis scent, which combines notes of jasmine, amber, and white peach. They also asked me where I lived to see how environmental conditions might be affecting my hair. I was also able to specify that my hair was color treated, that I tend to style it regularly and treat it with oil, and that I wash it two to three times a week. Next, pros analyzed all my answers and determined what unique blend of ingredients should be in every product of my custom routine. I mean, it was pretty impressive. Together, pros got all my hair goals completely covered. Pros custom created a shampoo for me that features bamboo charcoal to gently cleanse and detoxify my scalp, along with a custom conditioner with butterfly pea powder to keep any trace of brass out of my blonde. They also recommended a special pre-shampoo mask that features plant collagen and jojoba oil to keep my hair healthy and nourished. My pros routine has made my hair so soft and luscious, and I really believe that pros could help anyone improve their overall hair quality. As a carbon neutral certified B Corp, pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. If you're not 100% positive, Pros is the best hair care you've had. They will take the products back, no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash so. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Zoe for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. So I have a couple of questions. So you met, you had an amazing date. Clearly the date was probably forever. You talked all night. That's usually how this works. Um, yes, they're confirming. So how long did it take you to get engaged? Uh, I'm assuming later. I'm assuming Sean, you did the traditional uh, on your knee type situation, or what happened? I did, no, but did. no, I know I was going well. <laughs> I um, we so I remember at our first real date, <laughs> both really felt like some kind of connection, and I think we moved in together. I I recall I was going to say within a couple months we were living together. Wow! And I bought a ring, and. I had a whole plan to go back to the, you know, Mater D area of Farfalla to propose there. I had yeah, a whole plan. Cute. But shockingly, I'm impatient going back to that thing. <laughs> so when that ring came, because I had ordered it from like Florida, it was right. like the biggest diamond I could afford, which was not very much at all. It was not a wow ring. I was going to ask, were you already like Sean Levy at this point or no? I was a film student. Okay. I was a great well I had paid for film school by like doing 90210 and 21 Jump Street and I was like just best I shows was of all time by the way <laughs> thank you um but I really wanted to be something else and uh, and I was going to film school so that's that's all I was I Serena right. had job job right Serena was making money I was not I was like going to the gym on a Tuesday <laughs> and, <laughs> Literally, this is mortifying. When I would take Serena on a movie date, I would microwave the popcorn in my apartment, yes. smuggle it in a backpack, yes. 
That's the cutest thing I've ever heard. You John, go, that's literally well, by the, the way, cutest thing that's I've ever like, fucking heard. By the way, that's Rachel and I. We freaking taped her invoices. Like, yeah, you you grew up together, poor, so and then fast. and then not. That is the best. And I tell that I know so many people in my field and in my line of work. And I'm like, you. I know that like the thrill of the like new and the thrill of being a somebody and all that. That's low hanging fruit. Yep. But you know what feels is pretty great is climbing the mountain with someone uh, yep. where you have moments yes. where you go, babe, look at what we did. Yep. We actually look, we made $5,000 on that. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yep. Like when you have somebody to share the ascent with yes. yep. it, really it's satisfying, but that's a real intimacy. And I know you understand yes. that. Yeah, no, I do. I'm trying um, to get Rachel to smell the flowers a little more. When I tell her, I'm like, look, look around. She's like, we have no money. We're poor. I hate you. And I'm like, what? I mean, more or less. You're so more or less. I'm like, all, okay, well, we have this. In all fairness, I just want everyone to know, when I say that's an exaggeration, it's like actually not even close. But I don't smell the roses until long after. I, I, I absolutely don't. Until someone's actually interviewing me and like making me run through my life. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I d- Oh, I did. Well, do that. after she gets interviewed to be on like the the defining book on fashion, <laughs> and they need her in it, or their book is incomplete. I think at that point, I'm like, babe, when she's in textbooks about herself, she's in actual textbooks now. <gasps> Sean, like, let's go back. I'm like, so you know, right, at some point, you should be like, you did better than most. Just <laughs> the, ending, the, the ending of the engagement story is basically the day the ring came. I was like, I gotta do it right now. I got do I don't keep words inside my See, mouth. Sean, this think- is why we're connected. It's like Rachel Rachel comes can't hold my- it in. Rachel comes home with my birthday gift unwrapped out of the car. She goes, Happy birthday. I'm like, it's not my birthday till Friday. Can you like I wanna savor the moment. I look forward to my birthday. I wanna unwrap it. Like, what is wrong with you, child? This is, this She's a child. A typical Serena bird is like, Serena. I got you a great kid. Okay, fine. It's a motorized scooter. <laughs> I am an idiot. I, I love I, it though. Uh, but so I proposed in a fancy on your knee way, but in our bedroom, up Beachwood Canyon or up on a street called Aww. Tuxedo Terrace. I know Tuxedo and Terrace, by the way. The day that we got that I got that ring, I Serena was like in bed watching an election return. Uh, so <laughs> A FedEx box in one yeah. hand ripped open <laughs> and a ring in the other hand. Shut like, up, oh, Victor! Get off the phone! Get off the phone! Get off the phone! The ring is here. What ring? Sean, proposal ring. Do you want to get married? I love it. I could just see it. Wait, that's literally the I funniest thing story. I've ever heard. I love this engagement. This story. is different than any other proposal we have interviewed in the last year. I just want you to know. And Amazing. it's genius, actually. And Serena's just looking at him like he's batshit crazy. So, right? Serena, what did you do? What did you say? Like, what was the reaction? I was on the phone with my friend, um, Susan Rosner, who's now Susan Rosner. I said, um, Susan, I, I have to go. Hold on one second. I think John is proposing to me. Shut up. That's the sickest thing of all time. Yeah. And then do you remember then Serena, this is weird, but this is real. I, even as I say it, I'm like, wait, did this happen? Or is this a story we tell? Serena hangs up on Susan. I'm like, so do you want to get married? (laughs) 
Serena, and then she goes, Sean, I can't see. I can't see. I said, what? What? She goes, I can't see. Sean, I can't. I've lost my vision. Shut up. She had what we have since researched. Like a panic attack? It is called hysterical blindness. Probably a panic attack. Is that actually? (laughs) For about. Wow. She really didn't want to get married. Hold on. Wait, I'm dead. When your body takes over and shuts your shit down so you can't say yes, you got to listen to your body sometimes. I just like lost my mind. Hold on a second. I literally just lost my mind. This is classic. This is the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. This is classic. Hold on. So Serena went blind. So not only are you not the man of her dreams, you made her go blind? Yes. You made me go blind. Wait, so Sean... The How long fact- did the temporary blind? Because you can see now. My memory. What's your memory? Let's just play a game where we compare our version in our minds. I'm dead. I feel like three minutes, two minutes. I, I was going to say like five or six minutes. Okay. So I think it happened. Wait. Okay, wow. So on. Hold on. The fact that you have not done the best romantic comedy about this yeah. story. Come on, Sean. We need enough money like, already. We need a money-losing <laughs> rom-com. Seriously, you made enough dough. Penthouse. You Listen. got your penthouse. Do something for the people already. Something like giggly that we can like. I, I, well, you know, funnily enough, 10 years ago, I did that. I did what at that point was like my definitive story of us, which is a movie called Date Night. Yes. yes. And I, okay, so get this. We're at, we're on Date Night. At Giorgio Baldi. Of course. Where Best restaurant in LA. Okay, so like half, or let's just say a certain percent of your listeners, they know this restaurant in LA. And we would go there once a week mm-hmm. for our date night. And we're there on date night and we're talking about the kids, the schedule, the same stuff. And we started talking about how, isn't it weird that date night becomes about your kids? It right. gets too familiar. Yep. And what, and then we came up with this idea of, wait, what about a story about a date night that goes wrong based on one thing? You take someone's reservation at a restaurant. You don't want to wait, so you pretend that you're someone else whose name you see in the reservation. <laughs> and out of that came all of the movie that oh, I Oh, that's amazing. My God, I totally forgot. It's, do you, wait. But there's no blindness in that in the proposal, is there? You are not wrong, Rachel, that I've yet to do that scene. Okay, so I'm now, hear me now, listeners, Serena, Sean, Roger, as we sit here, I would like to um, beg that we get a great romantic comedy because I personally really need one in this lifetime that we're living in right now, as does Serena. And I think that would be one of the absolute. <laughs> By the way, and Sean, I don't know much about the business, but something really moves me when at the beginning of the title it goes based on a true story. Oh my God. I mean, it's Produced, money gold. Maybe you could make starring Sean Lee. Maybe you could make more money on this rom com with that. Come on, Sean. Give it a go. You got it. You did put a mail out to say this. You can say it. Say anything. I think it ended up in the movie. For a while, I was going to make the movie Marley and Me, and I wrote a scene where the couple, this is based on our wedding night, where you come home to this beautiful hotel room and everyone looks gorgeous and everyone's young. And Serena and I, this happened where we got married and we were in Montreal and it had started snowing outside. And even though in the movie version, you're supposed to fall onto the bed and have a night, we literally in our bridal gown and tuxedo, rolled up our pants, sat on the edge of a bathtub. Our feet were freaking throbbing. (laughs) We sat there in front of a huge window with snow falling outside and we soaked our feet on our wedding. You guys are the flipping cutest Wow, you became 80 on your wedding night. Yes, 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 we did. Good for you, good for you. 
that's what works for us. But that <laughs> that that scene is amazing. But wait, oh, I do want to ask you that, you guys. So can we go to I that? I have so for a many second? questions. Before you were engaged, I mean, it wasn't a long time. Were you like, hey, I want a big family, a little family, or I want like eleven kids or two kids, or how you did had that... kids really quick? Well, and also you had you have a lot of them. How did we uh, how did we decide that? I don't remember any conversation. We did. We did. We never. I, I think it evolved. was there. It did evolve, but there was also, I think, a certain amount of. I don't know why we just assumed that we would want enough of the same things. But there was never an actual formal conversation about number of kids, size of family. We, you, you just know, did we, it. Yeah. Just, I don't think we happened. really did either. We didn't. We just kept not having them for 18 years. Yeah. We, we just, I need a lot of practice. That's true. That's true. We were a, together for actually 18 full years well, there, without yeah. children. I need practice. And also, Rachel, you know, I didn't really know. I needed 18 seasons together. <laughs> hey, sorry. I needed, ooh, boy, 72 seasons together. No, the, the truth is, is that I think because we were both workaholics, Sean, we kept saying like next year, next year, next year. Oh, next year. By the time we're the, oh, oh. And then all of a sudden it was 18 years later. I have to tell you the reason I'm struck by that. A, I don't know that I ever knew that, but I think, I mean, 18 years of marriage, it, marriage is never going to be easy all the time. Right, right of course. Right? I, you know, is everyone knows that. But 18 years of marriage and relationship in the absence of that <laughs> inherent bonding glue. Yep. Yeah. That is, I think, remarkable. Well, and thank that, you, Sean. That is its own love story. Um, and it speaks to. Um, oh, thank you. I think there was a lot of um, we didn't feel like we were missing anything. Do you I know also, what I mean? Again, like at that in that moment, there was never like told, imagine if. No, truth be told, I think at least and I'm starting to feel old enough to have children. But I think, you know, <laughs> you know, our per, like at least my personality, I'm not I'm pretty young at heart. And I didn't really see myself. Like with kids, because I was sort of a kid myself and still, still. And I think actually, I think a lot of people, you know, that might not be, you know, mature enough (laughs) or like solid enough in their relationship to have children. And, you know, I think that's a lot of the reason why, you know, some, you know, there's a lot of family issues in in this world, but, um, yeah, just sort of. We were so connected. We were just kind of doing life. But also, you know, know, for us, I mean, I think again, we're, I'm, it's, Everyone thinks Rachel's the more outgoing person. I'm actually the more outgoing person. For sure. For sure. 100%. And, you know, which is funny. But, you know, I think we just liked each other. Each other. We just liked cruising <laughs> around and just having fun. I don't know. We just really had I a think great. We worked and had fun. And we had a great was like, life. All of a sudden it was 18 years. And it was like, so oh my God. So we looked at it a little bit more like, oh no, kids are going to slow down this party. And this like momentum and our careers. Oh my God, I don't want to lose my career. Oh my God, we don't want to stop like us. And also Rachel's career especially is a little bit more, you know, it's harder to, you know, stop to have kids. You know, it's just a hard, it's it's, it's a much harder, you know, two years in Hollywood as you know, I mean, you're over, right? If if you're not like inside. I I mean, I, but we, we have every friend of mine that wants to have kids and feels like, oh, it's not the right time right now. They're never really feels like it's true oh, this is the it's no true. no you're never well never. finally it wasn't the right time we but just happy accident had sky and then all well, of a sudden i wish i had four kids yeah but i mean i was sort of you know hey rage like you can't we're not aging backwards is yeah the I, 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 I just got to be like really not an issue but like we kind of had to pull the trigger 
I think, at a, you know, there's, we can, it's something I think about a lot. We, we can spend so much energy in our careers and our relationships and our family lives where you can get pretty hung up on what you wish was different, sure. what you have, what you, or, and I'm not going to default to the like, meditate on gratitude but the truth is yes it's just a focus shift right and yes. where i'm standing you guys have a great life and i'm sure there's things you uh, don't from my standing do. i have a great life We're i so agree grateful. i i We're try so grateful. i try it every day i'm like be grateful it's like i don't uh, i listen i wish i had a daughter but we'd I, like an additional child at but, least one but it's several to spare. Yeah. So I'm going to say, yeah, but by the way, when I first met Serena and she told me you had four, I was like, but that's, but that's why Rachel really, I think does have, you know, more or less like some girls in her life that she's close with some friends, daughters that, you know, she, yeah, she space, you know, gives them birthday gifts and pays special attention. I mean, I guess it would be more like a godmother type role if that you know she's not a godmother but you know what i'm saying and but at the end of the day i agree with what you're saying sean and again not to say attitudes i really try and focus on not what we don't have but what we do have and i tell rachia a lot about that too to you know like our life is so blessed it is this i know it's amazing and I don't know. I think we all are. I think that's a lot of, of, of what we've probably taken away over the last two years. I mean, that's is, what is how little is, you actually need. And how, yeah. <laughs> and I don't, you know, like the clothing, I don't want it. I don't even need it. Although I do like sweat. You know, also, you have a lot of good clothing. So when you get sick. No, I do have, oh my God, I'm getting, you know what? I'm really like, going deep into peanut. the, I'm really going deep into the workout gear, the technical gear, like sweatshirts. Oh my God. I have Rachel such knows, good comfy I have one stuff. good pair of pants. I got my one good Greg Loren sweatpants with pinstripes. Oh my God. The Viores. These are the next ones. Oh my God. Roger. Sean, I've been wearing these for two days. I Roger, swear to God, I haven't showered. You yes, gifted me a tracksuit uh, with like a yeah. match. You, I don't, and I do wear it all the time. This is what I we're getting you next. Travel, but now it's for all around leisure. Wear. It's the best leisure. <laughs> I'm, I'm king of leisure wear. I think is what it comes so down wait, to. So wait, I do have one question, you guys, because all of your daughters are fiercely independent, except there's maybe one that's going to be. It's going to be the three of you um, for probably <laughs> one time. So, so I, I guess my question about that. So, as we've mentioned a few times, they have four four girls, and the youngest being ten, right? Now she eleven. 11. Oh, wow, she's okay. eleven. Oh, my God. Um, and and she is. I would like to say I identify very well with her because she's glued to mom and dad. I was glued to my mom and dad. I swear to you guys all the time. My mother actually told you that I held her like I cried. I she cried did. every single day at sleepaway camp. I cried to be picked up at school. I cried to be picked up at sleepovers. So I guess just what a, a baby. Par- ah, rude. Um, but I think the question is, is there something different? You can't raise each child the same. Is it birth right? order? What is yeah, it? Yeah. Like what? what? Do, you, do you guys have an idea? Because I'm the baby. Honestly, they were all like that. Really? Yeah. They were all like, we picked three kids up from sleepaway camp early and the four <laughs> are not ever even going to entertain the thought. So do you we, t- tell yeah. me about that? Because I think there's this line that I'm actually going to struggle with. And I think you guys can probably help me. Roger will not struggle the same way that I do, but 
we parent so hard, right? And we have such great kids, right? We're so blessed. But at what point do you... Skylar's going to sleepaway camp for three weeks. I'm in a inward, inner spiral. Just put, sorry, this Rachel. is the most honest answer I can give you. And, and A, <laughs> they come out as who they are right. and affected. But our four girls are so different from one another. And those differences were baked in early. I agree with genetics. 98% of everything is genetics. I agree. Definitely all have been very attached mm-hmm. to us. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's that we're very attached to them. I, I so think we- so. Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. I think I'm guilty of that. Too. Not but, guilty, but, but it's okay. No, no. It is because it leads to the third thing I was going to say, which is our oldest girl is now 22, right? 22 down to 11. We are still having talks in bed at night. Sri and I about, babe, we got to freaking, we got to release the reins a bit. We cannot live her life mm-hmm. with her. Mm-hmm. And we are still like we're veteran parents it's still a struggle so you talk about sleepaway camp yep. we do the same disattachment kind of symbiosis yep. struggle yeah. that you're describing it's even so interesting I'm, I, you know i'm really pushing for it and i won uh for the moment well, so because skylar wanted it but so it's also skylar like, will go well yeah well, and, and he might it. not but i think Skyler's the type of kid that will get a lot out of it and yeah. you know he's a very you know he likes friends and he likes that stuff and he's a joiner and you know, I don't want to deprive him. Like I went, listen, I didn't even love sleepaway camp, but I loved it more than hanging out with my parents for a summer. So <laughs> but that's the difference. Right. So that was me. I was like, whatever chance I got to be away, but I'm also young. I had two older sisters, six years and eight years older than me. So I was sort of like vastly different from your parents. Their nature, right. That you, you, well, that's you have to respect their nature. And so he will love it. No, he's going to love it. Hold your hand every day in New York this summer. <laughs> it's going to be me, you, Coco, and Caius. <laughs> oh my God. Caius is go- is maybe going down the Coco path. Caius, uh, Caius asks every 11 seconds. He just, he just put up mommy. <laughs> like literally it's subconscious. I'm like, why are you just, Chanting mommy goes, I love mommy. And by the way, he's 10. Well, no, he's no, nine. He's, se- he's oh, he seven. Turned, oh, he turned seven. Well, no, he just had his birthday. He's seven. He he's turning eight. eight in 10 days. Calm uh, down. He's eight. Okay. He's so, so, okay, that's helpful. So I'm just going to keep coming to you guys for this because you now have the huge age range. So you guys, the most important thing that we leave here with is, and I kind of know a little bit, but I do want to hear your thoughts on it. What is your magic what's your secret sauce what's your why do sean and serena work so beautiful and obviously like you fight we all fight like it, it's normal it's healthy but like works like what works what for you? works for you i well i think sean and i are really um different 100 yeah. yin and yang same but actually want the same things and value the same things same. so we come from complete opposite places of trying to make the same thing work. I think that's pretty, that's what I was going to say. I mean, this idea that the right person and the right relationship should be someone who is like you. I, I don't think that's true. I also don't think it's true in business also. I've learned that the easy way and the hard way. Yep. Don't double down on yourself. Never. Yeah, 100%. But, so, I don't want to marry myself. No. Dear God. And you don't want a business partner that does what you do or it just does not yeah. work. I agree. That, that's the early lesson of, relationships and business for me is like no no don't look to double down on yourself and and yet when Trina says we want the same things we want we 
crave familiness. <laughs> Frankly, living all those years in LA and especially with my kind of job, yeah. I would imagine fashion's the yeah. same thing. Yeah, if, yeah. You're, if you're working and flourishing in a business that is by definition a little bit based on superficial values, 100%. you need to know the difference. And you need to, for yourselves and your kids, that's what I do. Right. That's what mommy and daddy do. This is our life. Yes. Yep. This, year, this group, yep. this is our real life. Yep. This is things that matter. And it's kind of crazy how many people we've all met who don't live that way, no. where it's all kind of, you know, the kids are props for the, you know, yep. for yep. Earth. they're like something yep. to be... Now, yep. we love being with our kids. I know you yeah. have the same. Uh, there's nothing that even comes close. Yeah, no. Nothing. Like, even like we were saying, like, to go away. Like, I'm a tough guy sometimes. Like, I would love to go away for, like, a couple of nights with Rage. Like, we did that in Napa. But, like, we were just, like, going... We we're, we're hopefully... Well, we'll see with COVID. But going to Harbor Island and... It was like, what, I was like, are we bringing the kids? I'm like, yeah. We were both like, yeah. Like, I would, why would I why ever want to be I on the holidays be, my Like, why would I be on the beach? Like, I want to see, like, them, like, giggle. Like, that's <laughs> the point. You want to see them swim with turtles. You know what I mean? Like, that's the point. Like, I don't know. So, I was like, yeah. And, like, I'm excited to, like, because they love uh, sort uh, anime. You know, they're very into anime and all that. Like, I really want to take them to Japan because they'll freak out if they see like museums with samurais and you know that's what i want to do i want to i want i want them to explore the world like give them that opportunity you know that's what i'm looking forward to i think you guys i think the thing that i've always observed is that um sean as you were saying i think in this insane in these industries that we're surrounded by and people we love many friends we've made in it for life and we're grateful for but ultimately knowing you're going home to your happiest safest place where you're just you and you don't have to work and you don't have to think and you don't and it's just that's your happy place and I think for me I don't know about you guys I mean I, I kind of do but like during the pandemic I think if anything we all came out of it was like we're really stuck together because like we just spent like 16 months without seeing anybody else <laughs> like this is and guess what I'm so happy. I'm so relaxed. I'm you know what I mean? It was kind of nice. I mean, not kind of. It was amazing. <laughs> not everybody feels that their family is their happy place. I know. I know. Right? Like, yeah. not at all. I know. Yeah, no, I know. I know. It's if true. you feel that way, that is a gift. And uh, for us, that's always been connective. And so, you know, even what you were saying, Roger, this idea that like, oh, well, to keep the spark alive, you got to go away once a year for right. two weeks. Right, right. Like, bottom line is we're 28 years in mm -hmm. and yeah you find those moments in little of pockets of course places and moments yep. before the wake blah 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 blah, blah. Right. those you know, but the togetherness is all of it yeah and it doesn't need to be kind of segregated it's all part of going through life together which yeah. is but i but we, now, i really under oh sorry go on Serena. Uh, we had a um I think it was a, a child therapist years ago who called us. She said, you guys are a cluster of grapes. You kind of need to all be on the same branch and be connected and next to each other. And that's how you all it's feel true. like you're okay in the world. And I don't know that everyone needs to live that way, but I do know that it sure helps if your idea of family is the same as your spouse. Partner. Or I or agree with that. Like that it, there's lots of ways to do it. But I don't know how to do it happily if the idea of what that means mm -hmm. isn't the same enough as mm -hmm. your significant other. And, and for us, 
the bunch of grapes is what we both crave. And that, that shared aspiration of familyhood, that's been bedrock since well, that first date. I agree. You know what's with so that. interesting I, also? I agree a hundred percent with you. In a you. weird way, and I'm sort of thinking it like Rachel and I, you know, I was a banker, Rachel was in fashion, and you know, New York is sort of the capital of both. And like you were here, obviously did extremely well in your craft, but still doing. Uh, well, still doing, but no, but the point that I'm trying to make is in a weird way, because she lived around that, she never had an escape from it. And because you lived around that, you never really had the escape from it. And in a weird way, I think you both crave like normalcy in a weird way mm -hmm. and like normalcy, whatever that is, whatever that is. And it's interesting. I know you have a, you know, a, a home in New Paltz, right? Um, we, we, for many years, had a home up in New Paltz near Woodstock. Oh, my God. Right. I know said house in New Paltz. No, but and imagine it was just like a, a respite, you know, respite, right? You know, just get away from because I feel like I, I'll just tell you my own personal experience. I moved to L.A. and people would like ask me like tax questions because like. They, <laughs> most people thought I was like a stockbroker. Like, no one has any idea that. Wh what finances now they do on the West Coast. Well, right. well, now they sort of do, but it's still it's like you, you thirty told years me behind. Like or this summer when I said, "Yeah, we're moving now." To you, you, what you said to me is, "That's going to be so nice for you to be in rooms where not everybody is what yeah. you do." Yeah. For me, that was L.A. Right. Yeah. Writers, actors, directors, yep. everyone. Wrestling and everyone wants to yeah. every restaurant, every party. Mm. We I come here. I'm like a novelty act. Yeah, I'm a, it's amazing. I'm a director, and uh, and it has been, it's it's been a nice kind of like middle of life shakeup sure, for us, sure. Mm -hmm. and family to just kind of try a different adventure. So great. Yep, I agree. It's, so it, great. It is. It is nice. I'm so that, jealous. Are we gonna have to do this again at some point? No. Oh. We're here for. We sit on our hill. We, we just don't we, leave. Yeah, we, we don't did, leave the we, hill. We did the move eighteen years ago. Well, we did our move eighteen years ago. We're like, yeah, we did the for reverse. The same actually. reasons, honestly. Like, and the I other had thing, to do it for the reverse. And the other thing that's interesting, and maybe this is what you felt a little bit, and I know you must sort of. What's also weird about being in the town where the industry is, you actually make friends in the industry and around and there's certain like obviously you know everyone's everyone's kind of type a here right <laughs> so there's a lot of this sort of like where is everyone in my world like are they friends like there there's there there are definitely other motivations for friendships here yes. that Lena, you wait. that even if the people aren't necessarily conscious that they're yes. doing it subconsciously yes. they kind of are and because they're smart that is that's a hundred percent and that is one of the things that serena has flagged as one of the things she truly doesn't miss yeah it, that sense of oh man everybody has an agenda feel has like everyone's agenda. working in angles every bus everybody everyone's a hustler they you are. know everyone's a hustler in some way and, and i'm telling you again that's why serena and i fell in love and and and, <laughs> and, and in many ways believe it or not i Funny True. enough, I mean, we did a little mini move. Right? So we moved to Brentwood, you know, we moved from Beverly Hills. And in a, and in a way, that also allowed us to. We moved know, 10 minutes and our whole life changed. But we changed our life also in a weird, you know, a little bit more west, you know, obviously west side, closer to the beach. Now we, you know, we have this rented this place in Malibu. So we, and we get there. We're going to end up in the ocean. You know, <laughs> but I'm saying it's different friends, different teachers and, and parents from the school. And it's just nice.
It, it well, and and isn't it also? It, again, I'm basing this on the pictures of the view from your new house. Oh, it's sick. <laughs> It looks like it's you've sick. also found a home. So it is sick, sick, but it also looks like it's peaceful. It's the haven. It's, it's serene. It's a it, home it's and quiet. I'm home. It's quiet. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the for you yep. in that haven. It's true. It's, we have the you same know, feeling. You know, when you go to the Bel Air Hotel and you kind of go up and you get in the Bel Air, you're like, where it am I? It doesn't mean it in the pretentious way. It means it in the I'm in, in another the, place way. In the escape way. way. Once you go up you know, through the gates up that hill to our house. It's like, we just kind of feel like we're you, somewhere I else. I really feel like I'm so, it's like, I've, I've actually gone somewhere else and I go back into town to live my life and then I come <laughs> yeah. back up to this and to hang out. It's really interesting. It's okay, really so nice. I want to leave you guys because I know you guys have yeah. 10 billion Let's do, let's do things, some questions for them. But I want to do them. last three silly, funny, newly Ooh, I want to look at them because these are going to be good. But I want to do one. Okay, go for I it. Because I have to know because I'm dying to hear what they say about Ooh, this. Ooh, good. It's always my favorite. Sean, why is Serena getting arrested? <laughs> because she went ballistic on someone who she feels wronged one of her girls. Oh, Aww. she went well, down to the school Sean, and beat I'm up. Go- a, Sean, you beat I'm up a kid. Arrested for that. She I beat up a kid. Get arrested Off. for that. It could be school, airport, dance class, aerial <laughs> ballet class. It doesn't fucking matter. If Serena feels that someone is wronging one of the girls, she is a tigress and she will cut you. Oh my God, I love that, Serena. Wait, that's going to be me. That If, if one what the first time a girl breaks my kid's heart, I swear to God, you will have to lock me up. You will yes. have to restrain me. It will be a problem. Threatened to land a plane because I was fighting for my daughters to be seated next to me. <laughs> oh, I almost got. Oh, I we, almost got arrested. We have for a story that, about actually. that. They they actually left Caius unattended. They left him like someone alone wouldn't and, move. Like, he was four, and no one yeah, would move. Right. I'm like, right. nobody would move. I walked right. up to this woman, you guys, and I go, "How do you sleep at night? How oh, yeah. do you?" Eat but anything. then, but then they're you? amazed that we're like walking over them to like give our kid right. like an iPad or like food. <laughs> we're like, you moron, we wanted to sit next to him, but you had to have your aisle seat. So, the guess what? Seat. Knock <laughs> yourself out, loser. <laughs> okay, wait, Serena. Don't get why, me started. Why, I was angry that day. Why, why is Sean getting arrested? I kind you of know. know this, but we probably can't say why he's really getting arrested. What? <laughs> John's such a rule follower, Rachel. He would never get arrested. Oh my wow. God! So is Skylar. Skylar's such a rule follower. Skylar's such I a rule. Really, I love a rule. I you love do, Sean. In the you, middle of the night, he wouldn't go through. A is that why you went to Yale? I'm, I am a. I am a. I am a by the book. I try. I love it excelling, but I do it within the box. Okay. And. Uh, and I follow the rules, so I don't see myself in jail. But I'll visit Serena there. See, I'm a weird oxymoron because I actually hate following rules. I actually do believe they're meant to be broken. However, I hate to get in trouble. So, like, yeah. I can't really figure out how to balance those two issues <laughs> because I don't want anyone to yell at me. Also, Rachel, you know this peanut wouldn't survive a night in prison. It's oh, true. My God. oh my God, Sean, you just really Bye. wouldn't. You're too little. So let me. So let me. I can't sleep without a good pillow. <laughs> me neither. First, first thing I do in a hotel, Sean. First thing I do in a hotel. Foam pillows, Swap please. Foam pillows. Pillow. Oh God, the call hey, Sean, down. Sean, I see you. 
I do. Oh, I do. My goodness. All right. That's let me amazing. ask. Let me ask a question. <laughs> I think this would be also good because he's in the entertainment business, and this will be interesting. And you can't use the same oh, one. Yes. Serena. You guys again, based on a true story. It's <laughs> twenty years from now, and you're going to do the biopic of your life. Who's playing Sean? Who's, who's playing, playing Sean? Serena? Serena. Who's playing Sean? Sean. Who's playing Serena? In 20 years? Well, no, no, or, or no, no. Like it would be the, the current day you. But in 20 years, you're going back and you're doing biopic. He's obviously producing it and he has but to- But you're young. Out. You're young, Sean. But, but of course, he does everything life. you say, so you're casting him. <laughs> I'll go first while Serena, okay. I think, is, is yeah. uh, either Brooke Shields, mm-hmm. maybe Brooke Shields would play young Serena. Yes. And he'd be like- um, The hair Amanda and the brows. Pete, Amanda Pete would play like 30s and 40s. Yeah, ooh, I get that. Driver plays older Serena. <laughs> done. Wow. Drop the mic. You've done this once or yes, twice. Yes, Sean, you've, that's not fair. You have like an advantage on this You've question. done this once or twice. Oh God, I have cast things before. Yeah, I'm but saying. <laughs> Joey Lawrence would be the callback. Yeah, but Sean. Joey is going to be too old to play him. I'm so sorry. Can we go for a 1980s Tom Cruise? Yes. Yes. Risky, By the way, risky business, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Oh, this is. Uh, yeah. First of all, this is foreplay you're witnessing right here. Hundred percent. Her comparing me to Tom Cruise, we might. We're like on third base. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. This podcast will end. It's happening. Uh, you understand? Thank God. You got to take away. You can. I'll. I'll. I'll shut this. I'll shut this production down right now. I could do it, Sean. Right now. You just give home? me the wink. Are the kids home? Wow. Things are getting frisky. All right. This is the first time in our podcast we've got to. End- <laughs> I love you guys so much. What I a do. great out, guys. I, do you need to ask a third one? Because I no. thought that was no, no, that was a perfect that's ending. They are the cutest. All right. Outro. Sean and Serena leave. Okay. So I don't want to play this down because I'm not sure because Sean is such like a normal, whatever normal is, such seem, seemingly just a regular like husband super dad and all those things that I actually myself always forget about how accomplished he is because he doesn't play that role in life you know what I mean and he is he's very humble he's very humble and I think having four daughters and a badass wife will keep you humble well I think what he said is you know he's he he goes to work during the day and he's like the man and then he comes home and he's like not the man and I think <laughs> that keeps him balanced as he says I so, agree and you know, I there's nothing him. like your family to tell you straight truth just like how it is it's you know true. and that's what you know we were talking about that earlier you know Skylar and Kyrish are like the most amazing children when they're out of the house and to everyone else and then to us they don't to think to me any- they're amazing no it's not that. of course they're amazing to me too but they're they're not above pushing my buttons yeah of course um, because I'm their dad Skylar does to you what I did to my mother period that's yeah. just it's that simple so I understand because he's me as a boy and he's doing to you what I did to my mother. So that's what's happening. Anyway, so um, so happy we got to connect with them. They are extraordinary. And their children are extraordinary. And everything Sean does is extraordinary. Everything Serena does. She's so special. And I'm, I feel very connected to her on so many levels. But I also have a tremendous respect for Serena. And I think for us, just given how family-oriented we are, I'm just always so attracted to people 
are so good at doing the family thing. Well, I also you know? think, you know, when I think about it, like now, when you think of like, oh, so-and-so person or so-and-so person, you're not just saying like, oh, that person's great. You're like, wow, that person's great and such a great family. I always describe people as like, they're such good parents and or they're, they're such, she's such a great mom or like, they're such a beautiful family. Yeah, like, but that's, that's what I'm so saying. Attractive. I think family, it's true. I think family and your ability to have a functional family um, I think is also you know I guess it's the next step in like trying to have a great relationship and then also trying to have a great family and uh, I know this sounds a little you know sappy sappy yeah sappy is exactly what I was looking Honey, for I'm but usually the sappy I know one. but I think it, was, I, it sounds sappy but like you know you kind of want your whole family to be positive on society you know so right it, you know it, it's hard work to get your kids to be that way, but it's sort of your duty to try and get them to be productive members of the society. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Ultimately, so. your job as a parent is to raise great humans. Yeah. That, it's that Otherwise, simple. you shouldn't really Whatever be. that means to you, but like, ultimately, yes. So I'm always very impressed by people that can do it four times. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's also an interesting theme that... You know, people attracted to. Well, people are, you know, people yearn for home, whatever that is, right? Safety. And it, Safety. Well, it's just interesting. Security. We're just comfortable, you know, being comfortable. And it, no, it's just interesting how they meet, they move back to the East Coast because it's sort of like their sensibilities are East Coast. Mm -hmm. And that's why they feel more comfortable. It's just like Greg. I uh, think some of ours are East Coast. Yeah. Know? I think, yeah, I think we have enough of both that we can get by either way. Yeah. Um, which, which, which makes it easier. Okay, anyway, so thrilled to talk to them. Uh, can't wait to this have, this was one of my favorite episodes. Oh my I actually God. learned a lot and laughed. I actually was they like tearing. They are the hysterical. funniest people. And Serena, by the way, she's hilarious because she just looks at Sean. Like, are you okay? She's like the quiet queen, but she's so funny in her quietness. I know because I mean <laughs> the engagement story where he was FedEx in one hand and, and the she ring lost in the her other. Sight. She literally she lost went her blind. Sight. I mean, that's good. You know, we had cash. I mean, we have a lot of pretty good early yeah, stories. Yeah, guys, if you listen to Works For Us and you haven't like heard some of the earliest episodes, you really should because there's some really good ones and it might help you navigate your path a little, not feel like you might be so off path sometimes to know that not everyone is as perfect as they appear on Instagram and everyone has their own funny story. Exactly. And that's sort of my point. All right. Well, thanks again. If you like what you've heard so far, please make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts and give us an amazing rating and review. And of course, keep listening and check us out on our Instagram at atworks.for.us. Also, tell us your story. There's a Works For Us phone line that you can call to leave us a message with your very own relationship stories. And we're planning to share our favorites on the podcast. You can also ask us for relationship advice, although we can never stress enough that we are not experts, but we'll still take your questions. So if you want to share your story or ask us a question, give us a call at 657-549-2251. That's 657-549-2251. You can also find all of our contact info on our Instagram at works.for.us. Okay. 
But we want to leave you with a little highlight and low light from our week because in relationships, the bad comes with the good. So this is our time to mention a little bit of both of those things. Okay, you want me to do highlight? My highlight, well, my highlight is that uh, as we all feel very burnt out after we've worked probably as hard as we did in 2009, 2010, which by the way, is not a complaint. We are very grateful that we have so many great things going on in our professional lives. However, we are definitely experiencing professional and parental burnout um, and very ready for a vacation. Um, I'm going to go with a little, a weird highlight. Well, it's not weird. So being in California, it's been really rainy here lately. And and by really rainy, you mean it rained for a day? No, it's been raining a lot. So the highlight is as follows, Miss So, and this is my highlight. So why don't you just stay out of it? Can I say something? No, it, you can't. It this rained for my... what was supposed to be four days and the sun was out by three o'clock. No, I'm you're just wrong. I had sunglasses on. Sweetheart, okay. you're wrong. Okay. It rained a lot this week. So much so that Mammoth Mountain has seven feet of new powder. Isn't that scary for Avalanche? No, it's amazing for all concerned because there's a few things a we need the water in california badly i love rain the snow is what provides the water so you need the snow cap to get the water so i'm excited that the snow cap is building so early in the season so that's going to provide some wonderful skiing and some wonderful water to our lovely california so that's my highlight my low light would be that I'm feeling a little tired. I think I said this last time, but I'm going to say it again. Um, I love what we do. I love all the things and all the energy we have to do them. But at some point, you need I, just, a brain break. I need to just chill and I'm getting there. So my low light is that I don't have quite the strength and stamina that I normally do because I need to chill out. What about you, Rach? What's your highlight? That you can't believe how beautiful I am, how buff I am. Um, the highlight is like looking at your husband every morning. I'm just giving you some ideas to start off with. Well, since you don't have a highlight, I'm going to do one for you. The highlight for me, Roger, is waking up, turning over, and knowing that you are by my side. Even though this morning I was in the boys' bed because you, the boys, and the dog we're in the bed and I literally couldn't find an inch to actually go to sleep in. No, in my vision of this, you turn but over. But I like I like your version. I in like my it. vision version of this, you turn over, you look at me, and you know what you say I worship in your you. mind? I'm well, so you, lucky to have you. Well, you, yes. You're you the know most why? perfect man. But it's not for the reason you may think. Oh. Listeners, it's not for the reason you may think. It's because Rachel looks at me with that amazing look in her face. You know why? Because I'm going to Starbucks to get her tea. That's the only reason why she allows this, me. Do you want to know this bed. amazing feeling, you guys? When I wake up at six fifteen, or the first time six or five forty-five, and then I just snooze, snooze, snooze until the boys are like, hey, "It's six thirty. I turn over and see that Roger's absent, and that means he's in the car. That means he's already on his way back with piping hot Starbucks. It's the concern is when he's still next to me in the morning and I'm like, oh my God, he hasn't left. Will he make it back before the institute? Yeah, there's some, there's some pressure involved. Um, and I will remind 
our friends at Starbucks that, you know, we keep talking about you guys. You're not but a you know, sponsor. But you know, you can advertise. Like, hey, what about us? We drink the goddamn stuff every day. We People like it. People dress up as me for Halloween oh, with a Starbucks God, cup with the as bag? the prop. Come on, Starbucks. Okay, everyone. Love you all. Love we'll you. speak to you next week with an amazing New guest episode. or guests. Um, stay tuned for works for us next week. Bye. Bye. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.